Hello and welcome to In The Game, Qatar's first sports podcast. And as always, always, I say this always, we have a special, special guest. And I've been stalking you for some time oh, now. <laughs> exactly. I have been such a fan of all the things that you're doing. I'm, and I'm not even introducing you. Thank you so you. much. Thank you. Reem, welcome to the show, everybody. This is Reem, Qatar skeet shooter. Woo! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're doing so well, right? You're doing so well. Have you? How long have you been doing this? I've been doing it since I was 15 years old in 2011, 2010, something like that. Wow! Around 10 years now. 10 years. Yeah. And what got you into it? Please introduce yourself. Everybody's shouting. Who okay. Is this? <laughs> uh, it's me, Master Shani, uh, Qatar national team shooter in skeet uh, shooting. Um, I've been in sports since I was a kid, uh, not professionally, like in school, like just running, basketball. I'm doing all kinds of things because I was interested in sports. And uh, as I grow older, I knew that I'm going to be in the national team, but I never knew which sport. But I knew I'm going to be in a team sport like basketball and things like that, because I like the atmosphere, the teamwork. Never thought I'm going to be in an individual sport. And um, the thing is, I like I have been experiencing different sports uh, professionally starting uh, 2006 when the uh, Asian Games happened in Qatar. Okay. Yeah, uh, I saw all the athletes. You must have been very young then. Yeah, it's it's like the start of my dream, you know. So I was trying all the all kinds of I, like I wanted to be in like one of these athletes, especially the woman. I never knew like women can do sports professionally and like in public like back then the idea in sport was limited to you know schools yeah. and for men they can do whatever they want you know but then from uh, from 2006 i think there was an evolution going on in qatar and from that point my family even they have this change of mindset uh i was in uh, aspire talented program okay uh i they introduced into different uh, different kinds of sports like every two weeks they they introduce a sport you practice it and if you are like really good in it they will take to the national team and at, at first i wasn't in shooting i was actually in the judo no yes i was playing in the judo national team for two years and then i got injured and my mother got scared and so i'm in the competition like i got silver medal in the in qatar Yes, <laughs> I like I like martial arts because later on, while I was shooting, I also learned Taekwondo as well. Wow. Yeah. The, the thing with you, let's go back, let's say 2006. Okay. I think I saw on your podcast, mm -hmm. I've seen your date of birth. You've got your podcast on your, uh, your date of birth on your um, Instagram. Instagram, yes. So in 2006, you were only... 12, 11, something <laughs> like that. So how different was Qatar back then? You know, it's more on how are you going to play sports in public, the mentality, you know. It's like for the men, it was a safe route. For women, no, it's, uh, it wasn't acceptable to be in public, uh, maybe to some people, but not the majority, you know. And there was always the mentality that uh, uh, what people are going to, say about you know our family were sporty from a long time ago but nothing professional nothing nothing uh public 
no no social media i mean back then there was no social media yeah. but i mean nothing in the media nothing uh, on camera but we used to play sports that's that was fine but whenever i say the national team it was a bit sensitive you know because i'm gonna travel i'm gonna play uh, in front of the camera in front of other men so it's kind it was kind of difficult but now they saw a lot of uh female athletes on public and how people were supporting them at that point there, there were some changes and from that from then until now the effect is still going on like how many years has it been now yeah six seven years yeah yeah but but you look at it now and and you said the family was a big support back then yes your family is just it's just a really big sport and family right yeah is it how competitive is it in your house Okay, it's mostly between me and Yasmin. We play each other's sport. She plays shooting and I play golf. We actually started together in golf. Okay. And I found, like, I was good in it, but I, it wasn't for me. It's so quiet <laughs> compared to shooting. Shooting is so loud, you know? And because it's outdoors and, um, like, you're holding an actual gun, yeah. you know? And with the kick and with the environment changes and how how you are, communicate with other athletes, it's, like... It's more, more, how can I say it? Lively. So you know? were you competitive with her at golf? Yes. I still play sometimes with her, <laughs> but she's better than me, definitely. She's got a, I kept on saying to her, she's got such a, a smooth swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing smooth great. Swing. She yeah. improves, like, like she, because she's doing other things as well. You know, if you have noticed that she, her social media is very, active her yeah. uh, she's doing um you know awareness in schools and doing lots 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 of things that she thinks is more important than actually going to nationals and competitions and it's great you yeah. know it's 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 totally different from that what i'm what i'm doing now like for me i'm aiming for competitions and success in that route and then in the future maybe i will promote it but for her she's doing it already yeah, but you say that you're doing a lot with kids as well. The kids are coming to see you do. What oh you're yeah, doing, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, unfortunately, for shooting is like it, it's more about uh, for the shotgun, not shooting, because you know pistol and rifle is easy for kids, but shotgun you need uh, a strong body, so there is a limited age or body frame. But the noise but, and the kick. Yes, I've done this and the. the 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 shotgun that yes. you use is about as tall as you. It's like it's it's, it's half. It's it's half. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. I saw the, the the videos and all those type of things, and it's like the the bang must. How do you get used to that? You know, the first time I went to the shooting range, I was actually with Aspire as, as well. And um, when they first put me into shooting, it wasn't shotgun. It wasn't skeet. It was pistol and rifle. And the first time I, I like stepped a foot into the shooting range, I heard the sound and I told them I want to go there. And they told me, no, we're not going to go there. It's they have only men there. <laughs> there were girls, but they didn't tell me. And then uh, when I was almost about to quit from shooting, I was, you know, I was going there along with judo, but I wasn't focusing on shooting at all because I didn't like it like it was enclosed very calm very quiet like you cannot talk it wasn't for me you know it's yeah. an amazing sport but wasn't for my personality and then when i was 
خلاص I decided to quit. They told me uh, go and try sh- uh, shotgun skeet. I was like, you told me it's for men. They told me no, we had other, we have other shooters, female shooters. I was like, okay. And from then, I couldn't stop. It's very addictive. Ah, uh, but what was it like with you? You know the bang. I was watching a film, Man, I'm Man in Fire. And he was teaching this young lady to um, to swim, right? She was improving it, little girl improving. Okay. And he had two bricks and he was banging it behind her. And she had to, to react with the sound. Yes. You've got that lot, two shots you've got, right? So Two shots. Two shots. Yes. So that noise, does it ever, or you're just anticipating it, or you, for, you blank it out completely? We get used to it, yeah. actually. We get used to it. And even uh, sometimes uh, the shot does not go. You know, we, it's just muscle memory, you know, we, we, we go like this, it's just muscle memory. And because of the voice, the sound of the gu- of the shot, my ears <laughs> are not working properly. Like sometimes I talk really loudly and later on people tell me, Liam, your voice is a bit louder. It's like, yeah, I don't feel it. Dear me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to go a little bit more into this, um, yes. into the, the shooting, because I, I've done shooting as well before. Mm-hmm. So I know that there's so many aspects. You say about muscle memory. You talk about the, the breathing. I, I heard you speaking yes, on one of your interviews, definitely. the breathing, how, how important that is. But I want to come to your I, I looked at your um, your Instagram and it says never give up. Right. Have you wanted to give up? You've said already that you gave up on the the the, um, the fighting, the judo, or something. Uh, and the um, shooting. Yeah. yeah. The shooting. Shooting the rifle and pistol. I was like quitting yeah. completely. So did you? Where did you get this? Never give up. Never give up on something that you love. Well done. Yes. That's superb. never give up on something that you love. Not something that you are first. Like if you don't feel comfortable with something, of course, let go and go find something else but if you love it keep doing it even if you fail you will succeed so let's talk about the the mental side of sports and being being a role model you're a role model and i know that sometimes you don't look at it that way because you're very humble like everybody else i I see you in qatar but you're humble but you're a role model how much is that a pressure on you here in qatar (sighs) the sport itself is mental wreck already but uh, I'm getting support from everywhere, and I'm very thankful for that. That puts away the pressure. But actually shooting, I can't explain how much pressure is there. It's like 80, 80% is mental preparation. And, and that's something that I just want to try and get over with everybody today, is mm-hmm. that it is 80% mental. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got to be right, because you've got a split second, not even, yeah, a split second. Yeah, and we're not holding the gun like this, we're keeping it down. Actually, we, we see the target, we call the target, we see the target, and then we lift. So we have to make sure, and you know, a slight change in your mental state could affect the, the end result. It's a bit complicated. So people think like it's not a sport because uh, there is not much of a physical demand in it. Like it's not like uh, track and field or marathon, you know? Yeah. You, but actually, um, you actually get tired. You know, I, I train, I, sh- I shoot like around, let's say, 300 shots a day and I don't feel tired. But in the competition, even though oh. we have, we shoot only 150 and by the end of the day our back our like our muscles are sore 
headaches. It's too much pressure. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of. I, and you have to prepare the people around you for it. Yeah, they have to understand that you are under pressure. You could get mood mood swings. It's a bit different. Who's your Who's your biggest strengths? Who's the ones that that my you? My mother. Were? My mother, definitely. She's my biggest support. You know, whenever I feel weak or anything, I'll just look at her and she's smiling and she's doing doing this to me, you know? Wow. Yeah. And, and she travels with me, by the way. Ah, dear yeah. me. That's, um, I've just gone back to, I went back to the UK recently and seeing all the kids in the family, it was just, oh. it was just unbelievable. Family, are, of course, number one. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you're right, you're right. So going on to, because I know a little bit about shooting, what I'm really impressed with is, is it, well, not in, well, I am impressed. I, I, I've seen all the images that you've got and your arms, they're quite, they're not muscular <laughs> arms, right? They're, they're ladies' arms. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with ladies' arms, but they're delicate. Oh, yeah. Is the best word I can use. I understand. How do you kind of, and, and, and I know shooting as well. So when you're in the prone position, easy. Mm -hmm. Kneeling, easy. Standing up difficult yeah the kick whoa but but also keeping that's, that weapon in the right that's the sweet thing about it the kick i like it really <laughs> yeah so so let me go through are there any when you're in a competition and, and are there any kind of um do you go through a certain um um routine like is there any kind of things that you say you you um you do your shoelaces up twice or you go for a routine that that's kind of um that you stick to every single time that you, i do yeah i do like i told you it's all a mental a mental preparation like i go there i prepare the day before mentally i write everything in the notebook i go to the co to the competition in the morning sometimes i don't talk to anyone Okay. Sometimes I'm all outgoing. It's different. It depends on the mood. You just have to understand your body. And that's the importance of, you know, smaller competitions before the bigger event to understand how to know what you're going to do in the big event. And then I would stretch, find the best. Uh, first, oh, first of all, in shooting, you don't have like a fixed place. You have to choose your place in the resting area. And this really very important like you have to find a, the most comfortable place to sit in to focus to have your time nobody can disturb you i put my headphone listen to some music prepare mentally try shooting and then i wait for for the round yeah and it depends every game and you know um uh, there was a like a technique i found out in in uh, in wuhan when i went to china in 2019 okay i had a competition um military world game okay yes and i went into finals i got the best score i have surprisingly and by chance i knew i i i, I found the best routine for myself because i lost my phone <laughs> i forgot my phone in the, in the car that left the range and i needed to prepare with the, with my headphone i had to run a long distance many times to check the car if it, if it arrived or not before the round. And then in the first round, I got 25 out of 25. I, I knew there was something I did right. And I kept on repeating it the whole competition. And then I got the best score I have. Wow. Yes. You just find your best, how can I say, the magic, magic, magic yeah. routine for yourself through those 
you know, chances or. But that's like golf as well. I, it's a simple. It's a more easier way to ex explain in the sense that you've mm -hmm. got you've got a hundred things that you've got to think about with golf. Are you standing on the away from the way? Is it the hands which trips? Club, which clubs? The wind, the weather, the grass. And you're standing forward or back, your knees yeah. bent, don't look up. Mm -hmm. There's so many things to think about, but but you've got, you've got, and this is where I'm trying to get into your shoes, mm -hmm. is that you've got a fraction of a second mm -hmm. to look up. You say the weapon, the, the shotgun's down. Yes. And then you say, pull. Yes. And then they pull. You get two things come out and you've got to shoot. One time single and the other time is double. And you've got to make a split second decision to where you precisely put that. Right. The split second and the target could change direction depending on the wind. And some ranges, ranges are not made the same. Yeah. The shooting range. Some, some have like a very easy background, like, you know, only the like grass and sky. Some have mountains. So you lose it sometimes? Or? Sometimes. Wow. They sometimes put intentionally, put a tree near the window where the target goes. And you just have to, you know, open your eyes wide open just to catch the target. How do you, if you just had a bad, bad first spell, mm -hmm. you know, you, it, and I, I'm treating it like golf because you, you, you go out in a medal. It's where, very similar. Yeah, yeah. it is. That, yeah. That's what I, I can, can relate. See. I can, <laughs> and that's where I'm relating because and this is where I'm trying to think how I would pick myself back up. So I've just gone in, I'm in the middle, I've just gone and I've had some, I've missed two or three shots. Mm -hmm. How do you get yourself back focus again? How do you get yourself back on track? Do you start losing confidence? It happens. Or? It happens. And that's what you learn from the beginning. So at the beginning, you can get upset and the whole, the whole competition is ruined. You don't get like, you get the lowest score. But then I learned that I should stay calm and one target is fine to lose one, two targets. But if I keep on looking at them, I will lose the whole thing. Yeah. So I have to step back, breathe, and then come back again, start new again. Just as simple. And you just said breathing. Yes. I knew that I used to do shooting and, and the breathing was the memory muscle, as you said, you had to kind of, you had to, and bring it up back to where it was most comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. So it was that, that comfort zone yeah. that you could feel, but the breathing was just, it just had to be perfect, right? You had to, to oh. time it. So there is a difference between static shooting and uh, clay target shooting, yeah. is that the target is moving. You have to keep breathing. It's not like static ah, shooting. Okay. Yeah, in static shooting, you, you have to hold your breath. Like like when you take a picture, yeah, you have to course. hold your breath just to be stable. Yeah. But this, the target is moving. You have to keep breathing. Ah, very yes. interesting. Maybe there is a technique that I do sometimes. It's just like that I take a deep breath. I call the target and then, and then I shoot. Just to be, you know, calm and, you know, I have like the perfect vision. And what is it your core that's getting most of the exercise? But you said it's your arms, right? And arms, back, core, legs, which people think that you don't move, but it's actually moving when you rotate. If you don't have like a perfect stability, you will lose your balance and you might be like imprecise um, if you don't have like the perfect balance. So everything is, is engaged. Dear me. And people think yeah, like you have to to look at the target and shoot, and it's definitely not, not like that. And I actually recommend everyone to try it. It's a unique sport.
never give up okay <laughs> tell us about your training regime you're 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 kind of you're representing qatar mm -hmm. what type of effort do you have to put into this so uh, of course the uh, shooting training that's number one there is off-range uh, training where you have to hold the gun without the target to perfect the technique and this is the most important you have to do it more than the actual shooting and uh, there is also the gym to strengthen the muscles cardio is very important and people don't understand that as well yeah. because during competition your heartbeat is like way very high and if you are like uh, if you are very athletic like have a good physical strength that is your heartbeat is not going to be as high as if you were not and yeah there are different aspects yeah that. it's it's kind of it's that big gun I, I, and it, the noise it it yeah that's the sweet thing oh my word I the love it. <laughs> with, with, when i ever done shooting it was uh, the first thing that we had to get used to was the bang because you was always flinching when you knew that the bang but was you feel come. alive after it I, I don't know if I did. I, <laughs> I, I know that I'm, I'm going to go shooting with you one day and I'm going to... Oh, yeah, we the should. Banging, the banging, the kind of... the And that's a big gun. Mm -hmm. That is a big gun. It must be a big kick that you get from it. Or have you got to hold it in tight? Um, I don't know. It's just my body got used to it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just naturally, you know, it comes... Naturally, I, I must admit the way that you, and and you're so smooth with the the yeah. the gun. You know, I just I came back from uh, training camp from Italy, and uh, we have a new coach there, Falco. He's a an amazing coach, and you know, he changed my technique completely <sighs> from zero, and now I have to you know. Oh my word! Yeah, but that's for the future. Does that scare you? Kinda in the competition because I always judge myself. Honestly, I judge myself myself harshly, and sometimes when I don't do well, I do, um, I do keep on blaming myself for any any mistake that I do during a competition. Yeah. You know, because I'm expecting sometimes. But by time, I do I did learn not to expect too much and to focus target by target rather than the whole competition, and I started to have a better better score. Because so, I used to put pressure on myself. No, this yeah. is this is because I'm I'm just looking at it now, and, and somebody's coming in after all of your practice and the way that you go through things, mm -hmm. and now he's looking up and saying that we've got to tweak a few things and you've got to change a few things. Yes, that's a little bit that that must give that, that's a confidence thing. That's that's just that. How are you feeling with that? That that kind of trust. Of course, you need some trust. I was about to say that. Yeah. You need some trust in your coach. And I trust him. Uh, I, I trust him really. Yeah. I've seen uh, what he have done with other shooters. He's like completely new and I've just met him last month. Yeah. And um, of course, I would, uh, I would give it a shot and I would see the results. Being indecisive is not something that you can be in this sport. You can't be indecisive. You've got to be. You've got to be constantly doing what you believe, right? Uh, or are you indecisive? You're thinking, "Oh, I've got to change something." That wasn't very good. I used to. <laughs> yeah. I used to before that. Now, because I'm following a, st a strict regime and I have to follow what he's giving me, but before that, I used to change everything by myself. Honestly, um, I had to to observe 
other top shooters on videos. Uh, we have top shooters in Qatar like Nasser Atliya, Rashid Hamad. Yeah. They are like world-class shooters. And I observe them and they do help me and I'm changing according to that. Yeah. Yeah. And and you, what's your what's your dreams and aspirations for the future? I'm aiming for Olympics and I don't believe it's so far from me. I recently won a World Cup in India. Wow. Third, yes. <laughs> it's um, one of um, one of the best accomplishments. I've also, before COVID started, I was in my best condition. Um, I told you about uh, Wuhan. Yeah. Um, World Military uh, Championship. Yeah. World Military Games. I actually was one of the finalists and I ended up with fifth. Wow. Yeah. It was, it felt like I was winning because I got like a really good score and I didn't expect much from this competition. You know what happened in that competition? Um, we missed the plane <laughs> because we did not have the, um, what do you call it? The, the papers for the gun. Door. Yeah. And I was, you know, upset because I prepared too much for this competition. And then the day when we went to the airplane, to, to the airport, they, they had to remove our bags from the airplane. Yes. And it felt really bad. And then the next day we traveled. <laughs> so there were lots of negative things happening before. And so I did not expect, especially my phones when I lost them. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That must have been really like bad so many you. things, you know, <laughs> yeah. a lot of things. It was a completely different experience, let's say. Everybody, if, if ever, look, my phone here is turned off, but it's it's kind of, it's, it's, um, We've got phones always with us now. They're a part of our life. So when somebody we lose them or we we that we have we're, yeah you're our, distracted. Where's our arm? Where's that? Where somebody's <laughs> chopped my arm off? It's it's kind of yeah. But I I, I don't use it much. It's just for music, you know, during competition. And my sources. Yeah. Me. yeah you're 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 kind of you're just getting we said earlier that you're just getting into the instagram thing you're putting more stuff on social media did yeah you say? recently yeah. right yeah. right before i used to even sometimes when i when i get into competition or get good results i didn't post anything at all you could see some posts from 2018 and then i jumped to 2019 and then there is that covid situation that happened nothing posted yeah yeah so um, now I think it's uh, a good platform to promote shooting, especially for girls. And now we're finding more girls coming to, to the shooting range as well. 100%. And that's the one thing that I, I've enjoyed watching is, yeah. is, is you are a, a role model. It's, it's kind of Thank one you. of those things. And there are so many people that I saw you in that competition, the um, Emir Cup. Emir Cup. Yeah. And, and you were, there was, there was, there's quite a few people involved in that, right? Yeah, there was quite yeah, yeah. a few people yeah. involved. So you you have, it seems like you've started something that's going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah, we'd like to have a bigger family to have this kind of, you know, competition between us to push each other. Yeah. Uh, like for me, I think the numbers are so small and they need to grow. You're going to do it. You're going to kind of, you just keep on. And we of. have to prove uh, others to others that women can do it. You know, because when they think, oh, you're, you're amazing, you're a shooter, but you, but you know, they also have the, 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 this, this thought that you're not doing well, you're not going to do well in shooting. You know what I mean? It's like men, they, because men, they have been shooting for so many years and they have lots of experience. They're doing really well. But now I have to prove to them that women can do it as well. You're proving. You've got a <laughs> great, and, and I've seen people shooting before. Yes. Your, your style is really 
it's great. It's so smooth. It's mm. kind of it's controlled, Thank and you. and I like the things that you talk about after when I've seen a few interviews with you. It's it's something that you can you you do love, because let's get over this. This isn't going to be. You're not just doing shooting. You're a student as well, right? Mm -hmm. Right. No, I graduated already. Yeah. I graduated. Um, I have bachelor a bachelor degree of science and in nutrition. Yeah, I I was reading that on your <laughs> um I was reading that on your Facebook. I think it was. Yes, I actually started a uh, YouTube channel to talk about nutrition. Ah, so, so is that something you want to um that, that you want to fulfill in the future? Yes, I like the medical field actually, and anything related to that. And as an athlete, I have a good background in nutrition in general. Yeah. And I think it's something after this COVID. I think it's something that we've all got to get better at. Mm -hmm. It's it's something I feel much better after the COVID. I I was twenty three stone. I was I was very big at one stage, and then I've just not during the COVID, I haven't lost all that weight in the COVID, but what I did was I just got my, my eating patterns different. Oh. And and if I was going to put something into my, I, I am like this now, if I'm going to put something into my body, then I want it, something to be good in my body. So this is a great, and I think this is going to be something that's going to be massive in the future. Like one advice I would give to everyone is that if you feel uncomfortable after eating, then you did not eat right. Food is supposed to give you energy and to make you feel good. So eat something that's good for your body and for your mind. I, th I think you're right. And I, I think that because I was never one that got up and had breakfast, it was something that I, I didn't do. But I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I've got into a habit now that I'll get up and have two boiled eggs. And it seems to get you through the, the, the day. The day. Mm -hmm. And then you have something. You've got to push yourself to have something at lunchtime. And then you've got to have so And if you are feeling low, just have something that can right. boost you. Like eat whenever you're hungry, not eat whenever you feel um you have an appetite it's different and people get confused between appetite and hunger so let's talk about this subject because <laughs> i have got that is well i haven't been looking at my um i haven't been looking at my 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 notes that i was going to be but how important is it for you when you are in competition mm -hmm. do you look after your diet do you look at the the, the kind of your your diet during mm -hmm. the day so that you can keep yourself on top form uh, the thing is about shooting in the competition we have long hours in the shooting range sometimes food is available there sometimes not so when we wake up let's say six in the morning and then we come back in the evening from the shooting range we have to have a really good breakfast a really good one that has everything yeah and nothing before the sh before shooting by one hour because okay. afterward if you eat just before the shooting your blood goes all into your digestive system okay. and you lose focus oh. yes so it's very important to watch the time and to choose the food that is right like we have to choose something that during the day we have to, to eat something that is not heavy something like like bananas maybe um some some shooters eat sandwiches but it's kind of heavy yeah I did that for some time, but I find that that it's not the best option. It's, I think it depends on each each shooter, but the breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, 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 because it does put you on that platform to take the day on, mm -hmm. and then you can feel yourself. Sometimes I was watching this program about having something at four to keep that that when you could possibly dip it four o'clock to ha right. just have something that's got a, a protein mm -hmm. bar or something just to give you that extra boost. 
there was a time when I <laughs> I don't understand what I was thinking back then, but I had I was eating a lot between you know uh, emotional eating yeah, because of stress. Yeah. <laughs> Do I know that? Because of stress, because I had I ended up eating a lot of unhealthy things, a lot of snacks. You know, some like I told you, sometimes the food is not available, so you bring your own food, and I would go to the shooting range bloated, still like you know. <sighs> breathing like this and the focus is lost yeah yeah that was at the beginning of the journey of course now i don't do that and and how do, who's that person it's the the is it your who gives who is that person that authoritative person behind you that says you've got to do this you've got to do this um to be honest shooting is very individual like they don't tell you what to do you have to find out what is perfect for you what works for for me doesn't work for others, and and that's quite difficult, right? Mm -hmm. That must be difficult yeah. to work these things out, to work out the hot spots and how to keep them and how to bring them all together. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, I noticed that shooters have a different mentality from other other athletes. They like to have their own space, honestly, and maybe we give off, especially especially during competition, we give off this kind of aura that I don't know scary yeah yeah I don't understand <laughs> I noticed that that even within within the categories you know trap shooters are different from skate shooters yeah they have different personalities it's it's weird I think the sport is giving you is affecting your personality somehow so what is the difference I, I just thought it was I, what is the difference in the in in the two the you, you mean um, the trap shooting and the the skeet shooting about technique yeah. wise or what you, how it works One. both use shotgun okay the characteristic of the shotgun can be slightly different like okay. for for example trap could be longer the barrel yeah could be longer and uh, the type of cartridges the distance of the target the direction of the target like for trap there are like five stations and the target could go any direction ah. yes from down to up like they don't know if it's gonna go left straight yeah yeah for skeet we have nine uh, eight stations and um, um, there are two houses that where the targets are going uh, gonna go they have like a specific trajectory yeah and the way we hold the gun we hold it like this trap they start like this already so you you don't actually bring it up to kind of that's in trap yeah aim in skeet we hold it uh, like this down that's even more difficult right? it is difficult we can shoot comfortably we can shoot trap but trap shooters hardly can shoot skeet because it's mostly technique technique yeah it's like and the feel it must be all down to feel okay you, mm -hmm. it's got to be feel mm -hmm. you've got to trust in that that gun yes Dear me, I and you have to make sure that you put it in the right place when you when you lift it very quickly you know sometimes when you get nervous or be pressured sometimes you think the target is gonna go off but it doesn't go and you you know so sometimes if you put it in the wrong direction your eye is not going along with the um with the aim and do you per and and do you do you have a game at home on the the um you know the esports where you've got a shooting game no actually anything uh like that we don't have but we do like we do mental training we could have like imagination we, we close our eyes we hold the we we imagine that we are holding the gun and we do it like this yeah yeah 
Yeah. I've got but two... that's an amazing idea, by the way. I, I just think that, that, that sometimes it, it kind of, because it's all from the, it's like it, it's a fielding. You've got to kind of feel it. If it's mm -hmm. not coming right up to, to aim. But you know, the weight is different and the, the gun is not designed on your body. So it's going to give you a different feeling. It may be not a good idea for a professional shooter. How many guns have you got? Currently two. That's not my personal gun. It's okay. for the Federation. I don't own a gun. But it's designed on me. Okay. Yes. I just received a new one, actually. Oh, really nice. Yes. Now, this is a question, and I'm not going to trick. I'm not trying to trick you here. Mm -hmm. Okay. But who cleans your gun? I do. Well done. <laughs> I do. I get all black fingers. Oh, dear. But that's the fun, right? That's, right. That is the, that's the big thing. Nobody understands that it's really fun. Like, they all... We have a uh, special person to clean the gun, but I never let them do that. Yeah, well done. Yes. Uh, since the beginning, I used to put my headphones, enjoy music and, you know, clean my gun. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, and what a great feeling it is. And, and to oil it as well and to kind of, the, oh, dear. Yeah. I, and I, the injuries you get. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember we had this big competition and we had to, we had to march so far and run. Mm -hmm. And I fell over. And my my um, the head of the rifle went into the ground and it was just solid with with dirt and I I had to get you to had the to clean it. <laughs> I had to clean it and I couldn't get it out so I couldn't shoot. Oh, it was, it was terrible. You Martin know, it shot. happened to me in a competition. Where I usually clean my gun in Doha, never in a competition, never outside when I travel. So uh, that time my gun was completely dirty and I had to clean it before competition, just day the morning of the competition. And then there was uh, an athlete from a different country who was like, this is the first time I see a woman cleaning her own gun. I was like, I thought it was, it was normal. <laughs> I, I, like, I'm surprised, you know, I became embarrassed. Like, am I the first one to clean her gun? You know, I, I just wanted to ask that question because yeah. I, it's, it, it's part of the whole process, yes. right? If you're getting somebody else to clean it, which is okay. That's not yeah, a problem. It's fine, of course. It's fine. But if you're if you want to get real close, then it's going to have to get close to you and you're going to have to look after it. And it's something that you want to make sure that you maintain. It's not even only cleaning. I, I, I wouldn't accept it if anyone holds my gun or touches my gun behind my back. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, get, I can get really crazy. With I can't gun. believe that. Yeah. Talking to you now, I can't believe it. <laughs> I cannot believe it. There's, there's two questions that I want, and they are two different ones, okay? Yes. And one of them is, is um, what is your success, okay? Now, it's going to sound like they're, they're really similar, but they're not, mm -hmm. okay? One is, what is your success, and what's your ambitions? Okay. What's the difference? I, th I think that success is, is it might not, e your success might not even be in shooting, Mm -hmm. But what 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 are you at the end of your day? Oh yeah, what are you going to want to achieve? Of course, I want to be able to you know influence others, to be able to change their mind, to be good enough to make you, to make them understand whatever I'm trying to give them. You know, I know uh, a lot of people can influence others without achieving anything, but for me to be able to confidently give others, I need to perfect um to experience it first you know that's what i want to do first and and your ambitions and that again that could be anything from a, a kind of personal perspective mm -hmm. business or whatever so currently my aim is for the olympics 
and uh, of course um, later on I may have other plans from that point you know but currently I want to just put the spotlight on Olympics because I feel like afterwards I can think about other things yeah that's 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 one like one of my biggest dreams since I was young and if like you know uh, I had like two dreams actually I wanted to be a doctor and I wanted to be an Olympic Olympian okay so because I love shooting so much I had to give on one to give up on one of these okay I focused on shooting even during my studies like it was very hard doing university special um, so now I want to focus on it because I don't want to think about oh I, I gave up on one thing to so I so I will give up on this one this one as well I don't want to feel you know regret it in the future so I want to achieve that and then yeah and with with saying that, have you got any thoughts about what you're going to do apart from shooting? You said diet, going into to kind of nutrition. Is that something that you want to take further, or is there something that you that uh, something else that you want to do? Um, maybe I'd love to be in a clinical setting or to help others. I, I already help many people uh, in nutrition. Whenever they ask me, I did diet plans to other, and it was a success. I'm really proud of it. Uh, but I never thought about uh, doing it as a business, um, not yet. I don't think I am um, ready to take that step, but maybe in the future. Um, and I'm actually thinking about changing my career in the future. Maybe I would um, study something else and I'm still looking for that. Yeah. Yeah. Education is very important. Education is important. I wish I never took it. I, I wish I took more advantage of it. Um, I didn't. I'd learned all my stuff from experience, and and that's not always the best way. But the one thing that strikes me with you is you you always want to make a difference. You, you no matter what it is you're going to go into, you you want to make a difference, and that's that's amicable from yourself. And you you have something special. Just interviewing you, and you you know when when I meet somebody. You've got something special. I said it to Marion Farrah. I said it to so many different people. You've got something special. And this country is counting on people like yourself to go out and be that role model and show people that, that you can achieve anything if you put your heart and soul into it. Thank you. And I'm really proud to be able to sit with you and to be able to present Qatar uh, as a person. Uh, but I have to disagree with something. Experience could teach you many things and classroom cannot teach you. It's um yeah you you're exactly right yeah yeah I don't I don't kind of the the one thing I'll tell you a story so my business partner he's 26 years old he's gonna hate me for this he really is gonna hate me for this but he's 26 years old oh yeah and I went to um, Carnegie Mellon it was a um, it was a quick startup so so somebody asked me 15 times to be participate as a mentor. And six years ago, it's like that was the first time anybody asked me to be a mentor, and I said no 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 way no way, and um. That it was it was it was just one of those things. Fifth, uh, Miguel his name was. He asked me fifteen times. Come on, come on, come on. And I said no. I just didn't feel worthy enough. And then what it was was he said it was a free lunch. And I was like, oh, come on, <laughs> in, let's go. And I actually met my business partner mm-hmm. at that event. Wow. I actually, and he was with this this young lady, mm-hmm. and um, and they were there just. He had a job already, but he was there just to see what was going on in the ecosystem and how could he better himself and they were both there together just to kind of um they were both had um business jobs and internships and they were just trying to get themselves a bit better and i pulled him to one side and i said um you're good she loves you you know and he's going no 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 she's just a friend i said she loves you 
And I said, you're going to marry her one day. And Felix, congratulations. He's getting married today. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's getting married today. So you never know when your life is about to change. Right. And I already, I know what your sister's doing. I know what you're doing. I know the things that you're doing. What advice would you give to those young ladies out there at the moment? They, the young kids out there at the moment that says, Mom, I want to do that. Like um, the best advice is to try anything, try every single thing. You might find your passion. You never know where it's gonna, where, where you're gonna end up in the future. Like how I ended up here. I was looking everywhere for the play, for my place, and things doesn't come naturally like that. You have to go and search for it, and then you will find the place that will fit you. You've definitely found the place that fits you. Um, I, I wish you all the success in the future. Thank you so much. And I remember saying to Marion Farad, I will come and watch you at the World Championship. Oh, please I'm going to say and say to you now, I'm going to come and watch you in the Olympics. So you oh. keep in touch. You make sure you tell me when the Olympics is going to, when you're in there. Okay. All right. Thank you, you so much. Be in there. Yeah, you, you've been a smashing guest today. And I really do appreciate you being so open and, and kind of, and yeah, you, you, you're going to be a great role model. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Everybody, this has been a fantastic day for me. I have been with somebody that I've admired from a distance. I'm so glad that you've come on the show today. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here with you. Yeah. It was a great conversation, a lot of emotions going on. Exactly. And and that's all about the story, right? Yeah. That's all about the story. And we've so and where I where I come from, where We've all got something to give. And some people don't realize the difference they can make just by making the smallest of, of action that right. causes a reaction. And those are the most important things in life. And and you've got bags of that. And, and let's hope we've everybody takes something from this, this um, podcast because you can make a difference. And sometimes it's the smallest of things that could have the biggest effects. I really hope I met everyone's expectation. That you, you're fantastic. I did. Yeah. Right. yeah. Otherwise, I'll shoot everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say to you. I was going to. Are you married yet? And it's not that I'm going to ask you to marry me, but are you married yet? No, I'm single. So. You so, want me to shoot my future husband, Mister Mr. Wright? He must be. The, be honest. He must be a little bit scared right now. How's bulletproof? He's going to have to be bulletproof, yeah. right? Thank you so much. I'm oh, sorry so we much. could talk for hours. It's been wonderful <laughs> listening. It's been wonderful uh, listening to you, Dick. Everybody, thanks for listening. It was a great, great show. Until next week, bye for now. Here in the game, we are so proud to be associated with Incubate. Incubate is a startup hub which offers businesses and entrepreneurs a complete set of services and tools to get their businesses up and running. You have to get in contact with them if you're a startup in Qatar. They're in Palm Tower on the 29th floor. Everyone, thanks for listening. But please make sure you give us a comment or like us on your favorite podcast app.